And welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this chilly Sunday evening. As long as I live, I will never get used to the fact that at like five o'clock it gets dark. Like I did something I, like I'm not supposed to do, which is take a nap because I'm bad at it. And I wake up more tired than when I started. And, you know, I wake up, it's like 5.30 and it's like, you know, I, I left all the lights off. So it's like pitch black. Feels like it's like almost midnight and it's only like 5.30. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is bullshit. Every year, you would think after 51 years, I'd be used to it by now. But no, no, it's still just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening every stinking year. <laughs> That's why I don't understand why people swear they love the wintertime. It's wet. It's cold yeah. and it's dark. Exactly. And and usually I try to turn my HVAC off when I tape because I, I don't think you can hear it through the uh, through the mic. But, you know, I hear it. But I'm leaving it on today because it's cold. And then I'm not... My apartment is old and drafty, so even at 68, I'm still wrapped up in a blanket, even though I'm wearing I'm wearing pants and a T-shirt. I'm still wrapped up in a blanket, but those electric bills are real because I have electric heat. And using mm. the winter, my electric bills are even for my my rinky dink apartment is still hitting like you know like 130, 140, like in the in the winter. I didn't, my HVAC did not run one day for the month of October and my electric bill was only $38. And I know I can't recreate it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> so, you know, Odie, how are you today? Doing pretty well. Uh, uh, just relaxing, getting ready for what's about to be thankfully a short week, you know? And then you know how Thanksgiving kicks off the rest of the season. It's like it's always a blur for the month of December. Pretty much. Pretty much. I know we don't have the same workflow, but I mean, you know, we, we both have three day weeks this week. And I say I'll say that for me, because I work customer service, because a lot of us are going to be off for the holidays. It's going to be worse. So it's going to be just wall to wall phone calls all day because there's gonna be less of us taking calls but it makes the week go by faster that's you know, true work wise because then we're not there's no time to watch the clock because we're just taking calls so very true very true odie what you got for us today all right so the amas are tonight and uh for those that, are, that have never heard of the amas uh that stands for the american music awards and that's going to be broadcast tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So, uh, yeah, by the time this posts, yeah, uh, it'll probably be like halfway through at least. Uh, maybe not halfway through, but it will definitely be started already. Um, but if you're looking for Chris Brown to be performing, he won't be. Um, apparently, he was all set to perform as a tribute to Michael Jackson. I guess it's been like like some landmark year for however much time has passed for the thriller album that that doesn't sound right because thriller came out in like 84 i'm pretty sure because it was the year i was born so that's why i'm like mm. oh was it was it 82 i think for thriller oh well then yeah then that would make sense that it's been 40 years it was four, i thought it was i thought it was 84 but okay i'm mistaken then um but either way it was like yeah like a 10 you know like it wasn't 25 I feel like 
instead of doing that, like for 40 years, eh, like I feel like we should just focus on 25 and 50. You know, those should be the landmarks we focus on, but okay, whatever. I mean, if we're going I mean, with any way they can make money, they're probably just going to go ahead and that's just pretty much it. It's, it's kind of lazy and uninspired, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so okay, 40 years thriller, great project, don't get me wrong. Um, but this also explains why Akon was speaking about Chris Brown and Michael Jackson recently. I'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Chris Brown was set to perform, and it was a seven-minute clip, and for whatever reason, the powers that be decided that he was not fit to perform anymore, and so there was no reason given. They just pulled his performance, and I refuse to believe that has anything to do with Rihanna from 2009. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't know if Chris Brown has performed at the AMA specifically um, since then, but like, Hollywood, quote unquote, loves a whole like comeback story. Isn't that how Robert Downey Jr. came back? Like this dude was a terrible person and ended up being an Iron Man, you know, and beloved by all. Yeah. For a whole new generation to enjoy. So yeah. the Rihanna incident. Um where he where he, you know, hurt her was like doing the math like what 13, 14, 15 years ago. It's just like, I don't think it's that. Um, he doesn't have any new claims of that nature. I think there was like a little beef with like the lady that worked at his home, I think, because she hurt herself or something. But like, that's a civil matter. You know, it's nothing like that warrants pulling him from the AMAs. Yeah. And I'm, so yeah. I'm just convinced. I think the only thing that makes sense is because like Wakanda Forever obviously just came out Rihanna had a couple of songs she's doing the Super Bowl I don't know if if like Rihanna is gonna stage a comeback or like I feel like the only person that's capable or the only acts that are capable of of performing in his place uh if it was gonna be like a surprise performance would be Taylor Swift she just had a a project that came out i don't know if she was slated to perform before but if she was not and all of a sudden she pops up then we know who replaced chris brown um and with her resale tickets and this tour coming up yeah i would have to say taylor swift might might be one of those people um of course rihanna because she's about to do the super bowl maybe she'll be releasing new music like more new music than the ballads that were on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Beyonce. Um, but I don't see Beyonce because that would be considered, um, what's the word? Scandalous, I guess. Yeah. Like she's definitely the type that's trying to avoid scandal at all costs. So I don't see her see that getting back to her and then her still being okay with it. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. Like I I thought about it and I was like, those are pretty much the only people that could like that would be relevant right now where it would make sense for them to say, okay, we gotta concede to this pop star over Chris Brown. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. I, I, I would like to imagine if they were gonna bump him for a quote unquote bigger star, that they would have just 
they would have just said so. Like they wouldn't have just bumped him and just been nah, like, because now it has to be a surprise factor. Because it's like, because now everybody's gonna be tuned in. Like, who the fuck did you bump Chris Brown for? And it was like, I mean, it was Michael Jackson dances and stuff like that. He uploaded the clips, which again, like, I'm sure he has to pay those people regardless. Like, even though they're not gonna be seen on the AMA screen, like he um you know, he's at a loss here. So that's really fucked up. Like, you're not just taking away Chris Brown's opportunities. Like, he's paying people to, you know, to perform. And I think he also, uh, I know he just released the visuals for that, for a song. It was like, it's an old song. Like, it came out, I think, last year. But um, it started blowing up recently because the video came out. And he was going to perform one of his own songs as well. Um and I can't, I just I just don't understand like what the game plan is here. Yeah. Um so but I will say uh it got the people talking because I I was not thinking about the AMAs before now. That is for damn sure. I, I look at it like I this. See. the the only people who really decide your fate in situations like with him and Rihanna, it is the public. Like, are they going to buy your stuff or are they going to still support you i mean they had, i saw a story recently about uh the baby uh just walking around the streets just giving away tickets to his concert because nobody would go and they somebody had a video of, i don't know if it was something taken out of context because it was only like a couple seconds but he was like out in the streets just handing out free tickets to his show and then some people at cheesecake factory said that you know he came in there you know to actually buy some cheesecake and came back like an hour later with a camera crew and then just started giving the employees tickets. And he said most of them couldn't go because they had to work. Because <laughs> they were just like, you know, uh, you gave them to me at Cheesecake Factory where I work. I got to work. I can't leave work and go to your concert. <laughs> so, but you figure ever since, you figure the biggest album that, well, not the biggest album. I mean, you know, he had bigger albums before. But you figure the album that came out after the incident with, with Rihanna went triple platinum. Mm-hmm. And then his albums were platinum, double platinum, platinum, double platinum, platinum. You know, the one that came out in June hasn't been certified yet. And then since that time, he had what, one, two, all of his albums were. In- say, yeah, his career is thriving. He's not being canceled. He has not been canceled. So, yeah, he still. He had a, he had a rough little bit there. Um, but yeah, no, he's not canceled. As long as you make money, they will make excuses for you. So, th- so I, I I agree with you. It's got to be somebody big coming in, and they were like, okay, who could we bump and people will understand? Yeah, Chris Brown. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. That's exactly what I think happened. Yes, yes. I, I I definitely agree with you on that. You know, like. Who can we bump that'll get us the least amount of static? Like, yeah, Chris Brown, he he beats up people. We'll just bump him. Yeah. <laughs> even uh, though even though he hasn't beat up anybody lately. And then they had in one of the articles, they had a, was it a, a not a, was it a tweet or was it a, it might've been a Instagram or something like that where uh, is her name Royalty Brown? His daughter. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. 
but it comes in and this is like, uh, I love to watch my daddy work. I love to watch my daddy work so I could study him and copy him when he's not looking. I love you, daddy. My daddy works so hard. She has to be, uh, for sentences like that, she's probably like eight. I don't know. Yeah, she is. She's about that age. She is yeah. about like eight or nine. Because yeah. they didn't show her face in the picture that was posted, just her with a little fedora on. And like her, I guess she's watching the, the dancers. And like, oh, that's cute. And then they're just like, well, hit the bricks, Chris. <laughs> It, just, it really sucks. It, it reminds no, me of a, a, a clip from The Simpsons where Krusty the Clown was performing and he bombed. So he's in the back room talking to Bart. And then the guy, the dude comes in like five minutes, Krusty. Krusty's like, I'm not going back out there. No, I mean, five minutes for you to get your stuff and get out. <laughs> That's how he did Chris. All right, dancers, beat it. <laughs> hey, like the song, beat it. But get out no. of here. So speaking of like Chris Brown and, and Michael Jackson and whatnot, uh, we know that like Akon, I forgot what whose podcast he was he was on, who he was talking to. I feel like was it Shannon Brown? Like which would be even like more random, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But he was talking about Chris Brown. He was like, Yeah, Chris Brown could have been as great as um as great as Michael Jackson except he didn't have the influence around him. And I thought about that and I was like, mm, yes, but also no. <laughs> the, reason, the reason for that is like, I was thinking about that American Dream movie mm-hmm. and like, like, yeah, Michael Jackson was definitely around, you know, Motown and Diana Ross and um, Quincy Jones, eventually Quincy Jones, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, he was always learning like i think about that scene where he was in the studio and his parent his father and his brothers were scolding him for asking so many questions but that's what made mike successful that's what separated him from his brothers that's what put him at the head of the pack like he was a curious person and he always asked questions and he was trying to learn so he could do things and innovate whereas like chris browns has always been an imitator like we see him imitating he's good at imitating michael jackson now, I, I, he can do the flips and shit too. Like yeah. that makes him different. But like, I mean, a lot of people can do flips and stuff. You know, he's not being innovative, and it, that's it, where I'm like, oh, yeah. I, like, I, agree, I agree with you 100 on that because a lot of and and I don't know. I mean, I haven't followed Chris Brown's career that closely. You would know way more than I would. But music in this day and age, like everybody is like in Motown, everybody was. To a point distinct, even though they were part of that whole hit machine, machine yeah. that they had, you knew a Smokey Robinson song, you knew a Marvin Gaye song, you know, you knew when well, Otis Redding wasn't Motown, but you knew an Otis Redding song. Everybody was distinct. And now you're getting to the point now where it's like, okay, who's making money? This guy? I'll act like this guy. Yep. You know? Yep. It's all about the money and not really about the about the the craft anymore. And RB singers don't catch flack like rappers do for having other people write their songs i mean you know even with michael jackson i mean even thriller i think rod temperton wrote most of those songs if i'm if i'm correct you know so i mean but a but a lot of them eventually take over like you know later stuff michael jackson wrote his own songs in the beginning you know he had other people writing songs for him you know so that's 
no one no one really gets on R&B singers. I, but I think that's why people like Jill Scott. All throughout Michael Jackson's album discography, there's other writers on there. He writes, yes, but a, a, a large portion of every album has other writers. Yes. And some, of, some of his biggest hits were written by others. Yes. You know, uh, you know whose favorite uh, Toxic Scorpio's birthday it is today? Uh-oh. Toxic Scorpio. Who would yeah. that be? Your your favorite. A lot of actually he probably has a bigger male fan base than he does women. Oh, okay. You guys give up? Ooh. Future. Yeah. And oh so, yeah, he's 39 today. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh it's his oh, birthday. Geez. I didn't know Future was that old. Holy yeah, God. but um on the post though, it was it was from Shade Room, but um they gave him his props or whatever, gave him some of his flowers. And of course, like one of the song, the, one of the songs that they use an example that he wrote was "Drunken Love." Definitely one of the biggest songs from that Beyonce album. Even though that was my least favorite, I really hated that song. But it's fine. Everybody yeah, it was kind of whiny. It. I agree. I agree. With yeah, you they just didn't <laughs> do it for me. That was my least favorite on that project. But fine, whatever. Um, but the other song, uh, which was "Body Party," the Sierra song, I was. I was surprised a little bit because I just thought it was him doing the ooh, 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 part. I wasn't it. surprised per se because they were together when that came out. Yeah, but I, but I didn't ever see him. It. I keep forgetting that he was a songwriter, producer before That's he was a rapper. And then they did the rack song, rack song, rack song. Was that was that it? Yeah, yeah I never knew that was him. I would have never guessed that. Never that sounds, guessed that, song it. Like, that okay. song to me is garbage. That is garbage to me. So I, I never would have put that in his camp, but, but you know, it was a really big song. It made a lot it of money. It was a big song. It made, yeah. it was, it's a hit, you know, like people still play that yeah, shit. You, still, so. you, can, you can still hear it in some DJ rotations, like at club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like HBCU Yard, Homecoming, it's there. I, yeah. I guess I'm getting the mix up with, with designer as far as his influence, but I didn't really like, look at his discography real quick. Like his last seven <laughs> albums were number one albums. Well, did you say designer? Why? Designer had one. <laughs> one <song. laughs> like I said, I, I kept getting them mixed up in that whole crowd. So I don't know how did... you could make that mistake. <laughs> look I'm at old... the stuff he did. I know, you know, because it's funny how these these new guys, you don't really see them having to push. But just like um, was that Twenty One Designer? He has what, one hundred and twenty eight gold and platinum records, or something crazy compared to um Jay Z's fifty something. It's just like those streaming numbers. They just they just they ring different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's- because he drops an album or a track or a mixtape or a single. They say he does it like on a monthly basis. So those numbers they they start generating, and I think it's like. I don't know how many streams it equals an album sale, but wherever how many it is, his fan base can get him there. Or the machine can get him there because I do know machines and bots can do it too. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> when, when I looked up his discography, I can't designer, think of a single 21 Savage song, period. I, I can think of one or two only because he always shows, like I love those, like the end of the year rap list. A like, lot. Like, like, the a worst, lot. like the worst songs. And 21 Savage always has like three, like they'll do like a top 50 or top 100 worst rap songs of the year. And 21 Savage will always have like three or four songs on that list. <laughs> no, but wasn't it? Wait, no, I'm not saying I can think of a lot. That song a lot with J. Cole. Yeah, that was that was a big song. That was me. everywhere. That was everywhere. So oh, I that's could... a good point. But I don't associate that with him. And his part was 
anyways, that's not a shiny star song for me. But that was a big song. You're right, though. That was a big song. That's the only song. Then that'd be the only one. I can't. Unless you throw one at me, I won't know it off, off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't think of. I'm struggling to think of any more. I do know more. I'm not trying to play him or anything. Like I do know more. I just can't think of him right now. So. Mm. Anywho. All right. So Versus right off the top, we can name 10 Jay-Z songs. Just without even thinking. Yeah, of course. Girls, girls, girls. I'm not not even a Jay-Z fan. I can name 10 Jay-Z songs off the top of my head. You know, so. Well, we'll see. Um, But on the topic of musicians and musicians cutting up, uh, behaving badly. Now, if this artist was on the lineup for tonight, I would say yes. uh, Cancel his performance. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, though, Honestly, I ain't heard no no new music from him in probably like two or three years. I think the last song I remember hearing from this guy was like it was a ballad and it was like a song to his fans. Trey songs, y'all. Trey songs. Um, That first album, I'll always cherish it, but like dude was problematic. Like I always hear shit about him. And it's kind of to the point. My favorite song by him is Wonder Woman. I love that video. It was so innovative. It wasn't innovative, though. I've seen that. Are you going to be my Wonder Woman? Well, it was innovative to me. I ain't never seen that. I've seen like I've seen it in two places. There was a video where this rock group did something like that, um, and then they had a twist at the end, and then Lil John did something similar. Uh, where he they basically did the same. Um, oh, I do think I do remember Smack the little John up. one. Smack I do remember up. the John one. Yeah, yes. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then um, Lil John and the Aesop Boys is the same exact video, but with black people, and then an Atlanta strip club and stuff like that. And um, so it's like from that perspective, like the cameras and stuff like that. That was all. That was all similar to me. They all reminded me of each other. So that's why I said it wasn't necessarily innovative even though there was no, like, twist at the end. Um, but in any case, Trey Songz, he's been putting out sexy music, definitely been compared to R. Kelly. Um, while he's not R. Kelly problematic, he's still problematic number, nonetheless. Um, there is a report surfacing right now where, like I said, if he was scheduled to be at the AMAs, he would absolutely be canceled. Um, he was accused of repeatedly punching a woman in a New York City bowling alley. Mm. so now i will say this though bowling alley is a hot theme isn't that how isn't that where that last exactly so like i'm thinking like now too as much as people you know like recorded um because only death in that bowling alley i don't see why somebody wouldn't have pulled their camera out to have evidence of this of this attack taking place it seems like there'll be evidence somewhere. So if there is not evidence, then I'm it's gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hard be hard pressed to believe the victim. But at the end of the day, I believe women, I'll give the woman the benefit of the doubt. But it just it just seems odd that there would be no evidence, especially after takeoff stuff. Like I feel like if you not if you don't have no type of decorum about yourself to like not take out your cell phone and record somebody dying like why the fuck wouldn't you take out your phone and record a crime that could be given to the police later you know 
That's weird. Unless, I mean, and, and I don't know how much money Trey Songs has, but you know, some people will just not pay. enough to be fighting all these lawyers. Yeah, they'll just like I said, we ain't hear no music, and he ain't selling out no stadiums. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, you're right. He hasn't cut an album since 2020, and then when was the last single that he that he came out with? So I was I was right on point. I said about two years ago. I remember one. And song. what did we and what do we remember off that? What came off of that album? Because I don't. I can't remember. Like I no said it was like a, it was a song to it was a song to fans, and I listened oh, okay. to it maybe twice. And that because, was it. You know, that Rihanna album mm-hmm. came out in 2016. I still rock that joint. Don't judge me. Anti is my shit. <laughs> but, but he hasn't had a single certified gold or platinum since 2017. Was it nobody else but you was certified platinum in 2017 off the Tremaine the album album. And then other and all his other singles that came out since then didn't even chart. Like all I see is just dashes, like it didn't even chart. So yeah, he don't I I agree. He doesn't have lawyer money like that to you know. To, to fight lawsuits like that. Now he did, he is also coming off of a rape charge from before uh, the statute of limitations expired. So um, he's just coming off of those allegations. So these new allegations are coming up. Um, like I, I said, the police report was filed. So that's kind of the difference between um, some of the other victims and issues that have arisen before, because before they were civil claims. Um, so like no this person's trying to get the police involved so that I feel like gives a little bit more credibility to the victim right we'll see we'll see how it all plays out but like I said there's a lot of smoke and I believe a fire when it comes to Trey Songs. I'm just not inclined to believe he's not a violent person all right um so also uh yeah, I'll come back to that later. Um, so, <laughs> so Elizabeth Holmes, y'all know I work in tech, and I love a good startup. But <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes was like city girls, basically a white city girl. Like as far as I'm concerned, she was definitely giving scamming energy. She was giving fire fest. She was giving millions of dollars to make people billions you know yeah and uh we all know that this did not come to fruition well and she was um found guilty earlier this year i forgot what month she was found guilty um but i will say too when a sentencing is like right before the holidays there's like two people i could think of i feel like martha stewart she got sentenced like right before the holidays and uh um aunt becky aunt becky but in her case she didn't she didn't do her time right before the holidays i thought that was that was kind of fucked up like she asked the judge if she could like spend the holidays with her kids and they let her that was like fuck that shit um but there is something a little satisfying when people who behave badly people with money people who are not black or brown behave badly and they get sentenced right before the holidays because it's like ah you're not even about to be with your family for your two months stint, you know, but I thought she was, I thought she was going to get like two months, but, uh, no, uh, her sentencing just came down and she's going to jail for 11 she years. She got crazy years. She got 11 she years. 
I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Yikes. Well, here, here's the thing about Elizabeth Holmes that kind of pissed me off. First of all, she was 19 when she started that company. And I, right. think, and I think that she was a college dropout. If they came... If, if she, was, was, she was an Ivy League. She was an Ivy League college dropout. So you oh. know how, like, you know how <laughs> Silicon Valley, they like to value those. Oh, well, I, I didn't get my degree. Bill Gates, Mark, uh, what the fuck is his name? Zuckerberg. You know, yeah. I didn't get my degree and I founded this billion dollar company. Yeah. And and they don't tell you that, that their parents were rich and could, and could back them up. It, here's, that here, part. <laughs> here's the reason why she got almost 12 years in prison. It's the people you fleece, right? You know, we, we talked about this in the pre-show. Charles Keating in the Lincoln's and Lo- Savings and Loan scandal back in the 80s fleeced uh, regular folks, retirees and uh, working class folks. He got them to buy a whole bunch of worthless junk bonds, right? Bankrupted thousands and thousands of people. The U.S. government had to cough up $3 billion and there were still like thousands and thousands of people who didn't, who never got their money back. And um, he did, even though he got hit with 73 counts of fraud, he only did four and a half years in prison until his sentencing was overturned, not commuted, overturned. You figure uh, Bernie Madoff targeted uh wealthy Jewish American uh, Jewish American people and communities, right? They gave Bernie Madoff 150 years in prison. Lou Perlman fleeced rich people. They gave him 25 years. And I don't know why he needed to fleece people. This dude made Backstreet Boys and then sink. So he, right. he would be rich forever. But nope, some people just love to, to fleece people. But uh, Holmes robbed from the rich. Like her donors were uh, Larry Ellison, Rupert Murdoch, the Walton family, Betsy DeVos, you know. So when you when it's oh, like, she deserved that shit though. Yeah, fuck Betsy. Betsy, fuck but, that um, lady. I I I don't even know. Oh who God, current, I do not even know who the current Secretary of Education is. Yeah, and that's I think that's what that's that's how it should be. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying like we shouldn't know, but I'm just saying like you should not be so terribly bad at your fucking job and so stupid and incompetent that people are like. I can't believe that you are that. Well, here's the thing. Betsy DeVos's family was always, they made their money. It is funny of her getting fleeced because her family is um, Amway. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I remember. If, if you ever now. watch, if you ever, I mean, you can catch on YouTube, uh, John Oliver's show uh, last week tonight, they did a show on uh, multi-level marketing, which is Amway. And it's it still really, a thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's it, still it, a thing I I had somebody try to recruit me like maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. And it's basically a legal Ponzi scheme. So all these people at the bottom have like garages full of stuff they can't sell. Meanwhile, they're they're pretty much making, they're getting stadiums named after them. You know, like they have like the Amway Center, I think in Florida. So it's, it's absolute crazy. So the fact that the scammers got scammed, but the only problem is, is that the people, the person who scammed the scammers, are now going to do twelve years in prison. Right. You know, right. It, it's like it's like Ice Cube said uh, in one of his songs. He said, uh, "I thought back to when I was robbing my own kind. The police didn't pay it no mind, but when I started robbing the white folks, now I'm in the pen with a soap on the rope." And in this case, it's not a black or white thing; it's a rich or poor thing. 
Yeah. You rob from the rich, you better be prepared to do the time. So facts, facts. Uh, because they're definitely coming. They're definitely coming. So she's gotten 11 years now. Interestingly enough, I do feel like there's probably been no groundwork done for this. But like if she would have like pulled this off, like what did the technology do? At first she said she was gonna do deliver medicine through like patches or something through like i guess like credit card patches like you deliver doses or some shit like that i think the main thing was and don't quote me on this but you know like if you're like you know i'm 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 uh i'm a type 2 diabetic and i used to do the the finger stick right where you get to drop a blood and then it lets you know what your blood sugar is they were doing something like that where they could take a drop of blood and then just like find yeah. out if you have like certain diseases or not yeah yeah and and they had it was basically just all all pretty much a, a, a scam, you know. And uh I mean, don't get me wrong, if they had actually made that technology, that would be fantastic. But hundred yeah, percent. But they didn't make it. I mean, here's the thing, and maybe this is just me because I have a vivid imagination. If I was like a billionaire and you came to my office to pitch me this wondrous medical technology, I'm like, you look kind of young, miss. Uh, uh, what do you have a degree in? Well, like, well, I don't have a degree right now, but uh, you know, I dropped out of Harvard. Now just be like, security, uh, get her out of here. Like, don't I wonder, like, how did she finesse? How did she finesse that? Like, what did I she bring to people, the table to make them say, "Oh yeah, that'll work"? No, I don't think it was one of those things. Like, I think honestly, it was just, um, it was like, well, I think those people started salivating at the mouse to make it happen i mean these are the same people that don't believe in climate change you know what i mean or global warming they don't believe in science if you don't believe in science it's real easy to get duped out of your money yeah and they were i'm sure they were probably salivating at the mouth because this was an opportunity to um uh, find a way to like probably capitalize on people's weaknesses as it pertains to their medical concerns you know yeah exactly exploit people exploit people's medical exploit the medical system that's it more more than they've already been doing i mean one word that i that i misuse a lot and i still do is research i don't research anything i look up stuff that other people have already researched (laughs) because research is a tremendous amount of work especially in the medical field, Mm -hmm. because when you research, you're putting in a tremendous amount of work. You're running trial after trial after trial, test after test, you know, doing the the studies. It's a tremendous amount of work to research something. So all I do is just look at it, look up other people's work on, on Wikipedia and then just write it down. So they're, but if their version of research was like, I just looked her, I looked her up and she gave me the slideshow yeah, and you didn't get it double like you didn't have any other researchers or scientists look at what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, because these guys are just money goblins, and they basically just presented with something that oh, if this works, this will make a ton of money. So I'll just not only that, a pretty money. face can get a lot of things done. You know, but she's not. Well, I mean, I guess by white some white people standards, she might be pretty. Yeah, yeah, they're standards, not ours. You know, since yeah, she's, I was gonna say she's not pretty. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the show, but they made a show about that on Hulu. Um, Amanda Seyfried plays the lead about Elizabeth Holmes. I'm trying to remember the name of the show, but, you know, I did. I like I, Elizabeth Se- Seyfried, though. Like, she has a very uh, unique look. 
Yeah, oh, like uh, she has uh, really uh, nice features, but yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Did I say did I say Elizabeth Seyfried? Amanda Seyfried. Sorry about yeah. that. I know who you're talking about. I knew who you were talking about. At least the person I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. A blonde girl. But they made a they made a show about that on um I, and this is before she got sentenced. So I, uh, you know, they I I think that's kind of wild to do that, like while it's still going on, but okay, sure. Usually they wait until after you go to prison. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh so well, happy Thanksgiving to that girl. She's gonna be enjoying the <laughs> they're gonna give her the uh the mashed potatoes that you make with the uh the powdered mashed potatoes. Yeah. And then and then the frozen turkey slices that they get in the microwave. Eleven years. Eleven years of that. Jesus Christ. I mean, then we got to look at the sentence. What do they hope to accomplish by doing that sentence? I mean, she'll never be in a position to do it again. And all oh, these aren't my original words. I read an article about it, and that's what they're saying, but I agree. I mean, the, the whole thing is don't steal from the rich. Yeah. That's all. They, they're, they're, well, don't try to pull yourself up by your bootstraps off the, off the rich people. Yeah. If you do try to pull yourself up, it better work. That's all. Because if this shit would have worked, she would have been a hero. They would have been naming buildings at fucking the school that she dropped out of after her. And here's the thing. It wasn't like she raised like four or five million dollars. She raised nine hundred and forty five million dollars. From 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 these from these rich cocksuckers. So that's why they're mad. You know, Rupert Murdoch probably has a million dollars in his couch cushions. They raised nine hundred and forty five million dollars and had nothing to show for it in the end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the company was at the one article, the article I read about it was saying like she wasn't living lavish and like doing stupid stuff with the money. She was really trying to make it work. Yeah, exactly. And then, but the problem was, uh, she had no, I mean, they just gave money to a kid because she sold them a, a pipe dream. And 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 they and they and they were talking hard on that pipe. That's all that was, you know. And and they're embarrassed, and they they probably told their people, "Hey, we need to make her pay," and they made her pay. She made them look like fools. You know, it does that. I, I will say, no, I'm not doing it. But no figure. You know, you throw Silicon Valley and uh, Ivy League education, partial Ivy League education, and yeah, voila. Uh, so yeah, that's um. That's that's all I got before I pass the baton to you, Merce. All right, all right. I, I know we talked about this on politics on Wednesday about how it only took the Democrats less than a week to betray the young people that came out to vote for them uh, by voting to end the COVID emergency declaration, right? Because the COVID emergency declaration would have allowed Joe Biden to extend the student loan moratorium, which is up in December. So January, people got to start making their payments again. The reason why they were talking about extending it another few months is because the student loan, um, uh, the debt relief is jammed up in the courts. So they were telling Joe Biden, hey, you need to extend the student loan moratorium until this is done in the courts. And they, and they voted to remove now here's the thing in the senate they still have the filibuster so if they didn't get 60 votes they would have uh they could have just vetoed it 
not vetoed it. I'm sorry. They could have just filibustered it and it would have been done. But uh, 12 Democrats jumped over and uh, made it filibuster proof. So now it's up to Joe Biden. Now, granted, Biden could just uh, veto it. But the problem is, is that they would probably have the votes because I think they would need two thirds of the. I know I may be getting it mixed up with some of the state's rules. So I have to I'll have to look that part up because some states to overturn a veto, you need two thirds of the chamber to vote against a veto. Right. So Biden's probably Biden said that he if it lands on his desk, he's going to veto it. But there were 12 Democrats. Now, these first eight are basically your usual suspects. Right. I didn't even bother looking these people up. I knew exactly who they are. Catherine Cortez Masto of Nevada, John Hickenlooper of Colorado, Tim Kaine. Oh, I, I, I fucking hate this guy. He was basically from Virginia. He was uh, Hillary Clinton's running mate. Basically, he was ba- like, um, basically uh, to steal a line from Bob's Burger. Wait, yeah, well, wait, wait, wait. Go back to Hillary Clinton's running mate. I don't yeah. even remember who that was. Who was that? Tim Kaine. Out of uh, out of Virginia, he and um, I didn't even remember him. Yeah, basically to steal a line from Bob's Burgers, if Tim Kaine was a spice, he'd be flour. <laughs> basically, he's like the whitest guy you know, uh, and and he was just so bland and but like, like I need flour to fry chicken, like yeah, bro, like I like he's so not memorable. But like, you need other spices as well. <laughs> That's true. I would not want just floured fried chicken but yeah. i'm just like i'm just like i'm struggling to remember what this man looked like i forgot that like i i don't know like i must have just like blanked out that whole year oh, no it's he not- was unknown he's unremarkable he's yes, one of those people clearly. he's like one of those X- yes. x-men there's an x-men that if you don't see him you don't know he exists i forgot his name but anyways it's like that it's like you know what's she crazy? Didn't win, so what's the importance of remembering him do you I mean, remember course, any vice presidents that were running that didn't win? I can't only think of maybe one in my whole lifetime. Yeah, I can't. Uh, wait, hold on. Well, no, that was Sarah John Kerry. John Kerry. And that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. No, John Kerry wasn't the vice president. He was a... Uh, he ran for president. I don't remember who was... I don't remember who his running mate was. Okay, Bush and... It was Bush and Gore. Oh, that Alaska Bush president. Bo- I mean, that yeah. Alaska governor. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm Bush and um, I forgot who it was. Bob in- Dole. Bob Dole. No, no, no. Bob Dole wasn't the vice president. Bob Dole was. No, a- he lost. Like, didn't he run with. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, you're right. He did run for president and uh, he ran against Bill Clinton. And, no, uh, it was Bush. And- I'm talking about. I'm talking about the vice presidents. We remember the people that ran. That no, but you're saying like you don't oh. remember the vice presidents that lost. And I'm- I never yes. can remember yes. the vice oh. presidents. Yeah, that's you what, know I'm- what I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm thinking of Bush. You know, except about- for that governor from Alaska, didn't she? Wasn't she? A- no, I'm, put, I'm talking about senior. No, no, blue. You talk about Sarah Palin, who uh, who ran with John McCain. No, that's another example. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the only one I remember. Yeah, well, that's because she had the reality shows and she was dumb as a brick and black people made fun of her. <laughs> and one of the NBA players bagged her back in college. That's the only reason you know I remember. What? Okay, remember though, and you know what? I do stand corrected. I remember everybody laughing at her when she said, I can see Russia from my house. Yes. But you remember, there was like actually, uh, and I think in a travel group that I'm in, somebody legit said that they were like, oh, I think we owe Sarah Payton an apology. <laughs> 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 
I never thought that that was true, but like apparently that's that's a thing. That's yeah. a thing. You really can't see Russia from Alaska. Well, th- well, here's the thing. Um, yes, you could do that, but the, but that doesn't make you an expert on foreign policy. And <laughs> not the part of Russia that counts for anything, isn't it? Like the basically. least populated part of Russia. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but like that's just, like yeah. everybody laughed at her though for that. But I'm sorry. I, I, you're perfectly fine because I'm the one that started it because I was like Tim Kane. I'm like, oh, I hate that bastard. Who the fuck is that? Okay, oh, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um you had Amy, jump ship. Got it. You had you had Amy Klobuchar, of course. We all know about Amy. Joe Manchin, of course, Kristen Cinema, of course, Chuck Schumer, of course, and then Mark Warner of Virginia. But there were four other senators who voted for it that I did not recognize. So I just decided to look up. I'm like, okay, who are your paymasters? Who are paying you money, right? Uh, Chris Murphy of Connecticut got $810,000 from the banks. Those are one of his top donors were were the banks. Jackie Rosen of Nevada, $1.7 million from from banks as their uh, campaign donations. Uh, Uh. Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire, $929,000 from um, from banks. And then John Tester of Montana, he's gotten uh, over almost $2 million from the banks in campaign donations. So, of course, the banks want to keep, because here's the thing. When this moratorium is going on, they're not collecting their interest because they put a freeze on interest as well. So the banks are like, we want to keep pulling the marrow out of these people's bones. So you get in there and you do what the fuck I tell you to say because I pay you to do what we say, not what the people say. Here's the thing about that. And I had to look this up. Okay. I looked up uh, how many people died of the flu. Right. And I used 2017 to 2018 numbers. They were a little bit bigger, but it was before COVID. Right. Because we didn't want to get a mix up with COVID numbers. So between 2017 and 2018, 41,000 people in the United States died of the flu, right? Uh, Here's the thing. 30,000 people per day are still being hospitalized for COVID. So you figure if you took a low estimate, and and these are just rough numbers here, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's it's still, still in that year, everything's still an estimate, right? So if you took, uh, and the, and these are people who die from COVID. These are COVID deaths, right? Let's just say for the month of October, right? You took, because when I was looking at it day by day, it was about, you know, three, 350. So if we went conservative, let's say 250 people a day, right? Dying of COVID in October. At 30 days, you have 7,500 people. If you were to take that and then, you know, times that by 12, let's just say we're, we're going to use that rough number. You're talking about 90,000 people in a year uh, that would die of COVID, right? Which is double the amount of people that died of the flu in its biggest year in, in years. Because a lot of, I mean, most of those numbers I saw, you know, people were, you know, people would die like 25, 30,000 people a year die. It just happened to be at the year before COVID. It was a, a big year for the flu. Forty-one thousand people died, and then and I and those numbers were the most reliable, you know, because they have to make sure that people didn't, you know, have other things going on. So you figure if we're still losing, 
90,000 people, almost 100,000 people a year to COVID, then really the emergency is not over yet. We haven't gone into, and we're, we're close to being an, an endemic, but we're not there yet. And of course, most of the people who are dying, most of them, not all of them, are people who never got vaccinated. Go figure, you know. But yes, Joe Biden flubbed and said that the, the pandemic was over, but the White House never officially removed the emergency status. So for Congress, so they put that resolution up in September, but they voted for it when Joe Biden was going to use it to give working class people a break. And then you had 12 bought and paid for Democrats who jumped ship and then made it filibuster proof. So uh, for all, all for all you liberals out there, how is that vote blue no matter who thing going? How's that working out for you? Is it working good? Are we all having fun? We having a good time out here? Huh? I, I will say this. If you want, if you get your political stuff from like from Whoopi Goldberg and the view, you were voting for the wrong people all the time. Because remember one thing about Whoopi Goldberg, she's she's filthy stinking rich. Yeah. I saw a clip from two years ago where AOC was on the show and Whoopi Goldberg had the nerve to, to tell AOC, like, you guys are standing on my shoulders. Like, talk about her, like her generation. I'm like, fuck you, Whoopi. You, you, you numb twat. You, you guys, your generation hasn't done shit for anybody since apartheid. Okay. You all you all you boomers do is I just want to see Serafina. I'm sorry. She was yeah. a teacher in there, wasn't she? Who? Whoopi. Oh, I have, I have no clue. She I, I think she was. Yeah. I, I'm 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 like, Whoopi, won't you go home and just shine your uh your your awards and just shut the fuck up? Because you guys haven't done shit in decades to help anybody. You know, young people can't afford education, they can't afford to buy a home. You know, they're underwater with their bills. And you're talking about you're standing on my shoulders. Well, guess what? If we're standing on your shoulders, guess what? We're still three feet underwater. So your shoulders obviously aren't big enough. So anybody who watches The View and gets their political stuff from The View, which is which is a top rated show, by the way, uh, even without Meghan McCain, you're voting for all the wrong people. You're voting for corporate Democrats who in the end, when they have the opportunity, are going to screw you, just like they did now. One week, one week, and, and they already fucked people over. The young people who came out to vote for them, they already fucked them in the ass. No Vaseline, didn't even ask, didn't even say, hey, you got a moment? Just right, right in the shitter, you know? I, 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 and, 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 I, and these people who defend them get on my goddamn nerves, so... But sloppy segue here. Um, let me ask you guys a question, okay? This is a question that, that's been coming up recently because Donald Trump announced, of course, he's going to run for president. We talked about that on politics. But he's getting very, very lukewarm to cold receptions from, from uh, a lot of the establishment. And here's the thing. It's happened before. I mean, the establishment hated Donald Trump. They thought he was a joke candidate until he wasn't. But now... A lot of the establishment that was on his side that was kissing his ass are just detaching themselves from his ass. So all the major donors are going toward um, Ron DeSantis. And even in Florida, in one of, the, one of their newspapers, they had a, a 
his article was, ba- you know, like instead of just coming out and say, like, Donald Trump announces run for president, they said uh, they had a, like a little blurb and it says Florida man makes announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really not feeling Donald Trump. And it's basically because and here's the thing, like Ben Shapiro. We we I, I joked a lot about Ben Shapiro when he was ragging on uh, Megan Thee Stallion and um, Cardi B for that uh, for the WAP song. And he doesn't understand how 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 women's sexuality works. And I remember he made a comment and Cody Johnston was like, won't you go home and fuck your wife's dry pussy? <laughs> like, he was, you know, because Ben Shapiro always says the most overtly homophobic and racist things. And people are just like, well, you know, he talks fast and has a squeaky voice. He must know what he's talking about. The one thing he said that actually made sense, we're talking about the, the, the red wave that wasn't, was that because they figured, because you talk about how bad the candidates were that were pushed by Donald Trump. And he said, well, they probably figured that, you know, we have this in the bag so we could just run anybody and we'll win. And that ended up not being the case. And I'm like, you know what? That's the first thing he said that's made sense in a long time because they did get overconfident. They ran a bunch of crazy people and they were all they were almost all backed by Donald Trump but and like we talked about on on Wednesday the problem was these people won their primary the only one who had a tough primary was um Dr Oz I think he won his primary by like a little bit like he he barely squeaked out his primary you know but JD Vance and all these others you know they won they won their primaries handily right and they're all backed by Trump. They're all like these election deniers. And people are just like, dude, that was 20, that was two years ago. You had 63 court cases and they all failed. Let's just move on. You know? And they're blaming Trump for not for them not taking the Senate back and only winning the House by a few seats, which means that they still have to caucus with Democrats in order they can't just steamroll stuff. You know, they still have to deal with. The crazy people in their party who are going to hold things ransom, you know, and they and they won't have the votes to overtake them. So here's here's my question for you guys concerning Trump. And this is a question that's been popping up a lot. If Donald Trump somehow does not win the nomination for the Republicans, do you think that he would run as an independent just just to spite them? No, because there's no money in that. We talked about that on the pre-show a little bit, but no, like, like, cause who's going to pay for him? Like who's going to fund him? Um, but now do I think that, you know, cause like right now, isn't it, um, they're like paying for his debts and shit like that. Like, and, and paying for, I think up until recently too, they were paying, the Republican party has been paying for his lawyers and his fees and shit like that. Yeah. So, which, which they shouldn't be. Because there's no not. money in this. So there's no money in him running independent. So he won't do it. Although he probably could win. He he certainly could shake some shit up if he did that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and, and here's the thing. When I say run as an independent, not like in the primary, but like, like if you were to lose a primary to just run. So it would be like Biden and DeSantis and Trump. And then he would just split the vote in half and it would be an easy win for Joe Biden or whoever decides to run. Unless it was Kamala Harris. And then, you know, like I, I joked about on Facebook, some of my friends did not like me joking about that. Like if Kamala Harris ran, like the Republicans would win like 48 states. 
Like they wouldn't be able to take New York and California, but they'll take the other four. They'll take the other forty-eight states, like if Kamala Harris ran, because she just she is just. Ugh, ugh, no one likes Kamala. If Kamala ran in any other state but California, she would never be a senator, ever. Like she would just lose, you know. What about you, Blue? What do you think? You think Trump would have the balls to run as an independent? If he didn't win a nomination, I think your assessment is strong. I think that, but I think people they heavily rely on party lines, and I think it. it I think only people that would really go independent, just based on my knowledge, are like Republicans that actually think think, and Democrats that are just disenfranchised. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't, I mean, there were some people who were talking about it like it was actually a possibility. And I agree with you guys. He would never do it because like you said, I mean, he would have money from his supporters, but he's been stealing from his supporters for years, you know? So how much money do they really have left to give? You know, I mean, you, I mean, how much, how much blood can you squeeze from a stone before that stone is just dry? You know, there, there is just nothing left for these people. You know, they're eating inflation, they're eating, you know, all this other stuff, and they just don't really have the money to give. And the money was not a big issue as far as Trump running, because, I mean, Hillary Clinton outspent Trump, what, four to one, almost, and he still lost. But it's not about the campaign money, it's about the grift money. And there's no, there would be no more grift money if he were to run as an independent, because he he's the Republican champion, not the independence champion. So I would like all the people who think that it's a possibility. I don't really think it's a possibility at all. And plus he's not brave enough. Trump is Trump is a coward. He's going to do what, what he, what he feels is safe. You know, I mean, racism is safe in this country, unfortunately. So you could run as, as, as a racist, you can come out and say, you know, Mexicans are and, thieves. And he told you with his own words that if he was to ever run, that's the, that's the, um, that's who he would run as because they're the dumbest Boatman's class. Yeah. Now I will say yeah, this. That, that was debunked. That was debunked. That was not yeah. him. Yeah, he he, uh, he he didn't say that, but but it was widely you know spread that he said that. But on but that he didn't actually say that. But here's the thing, though, Blue. He didn't he didn't say it, but he proved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't come out and say it in those words, but he actually proved those untrue statements that he made to absolutely be true. You know, these people love Trump. They follow him around like he's like he's Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. They go to all his rallies and stuff like that. Like they go into friggin' Beyonce concerts, you know, and it's it's and it's just Trump doing old man rambling talking about how he's a victim, you know, and all this other nonsense. So it's, we have a lot of just really ridiculous people in this country and they will follow Trump wherever. But I think if he breaks from the party that they won't follow him anymore, they won't give him money anymore. And that's where he's getting his, his money from is from the grift. I mean, he's not in real estate anymore, as far as I know. So and and it's not like he could go back into real estate. No one's going to buy anything from Trump, you know? So all he has is his properties, his golf courses and stuff like that. And a lot of his golf courses weren't even making money. Hell, he had to bury his wife in a golf course just to get a tax break. So, no, I, I he definitely would not run as an independent. 
it's, you know, I don't know why people would even think that because Trump is a coward at heart. And you'd have, you'd have to be brave to go over to run as an independent against the Democrats and the Republicans. So, But another thing that, that popped up, and I have, I have another question for you guys. I'm just going to come right out with it. We talked about Elon Musk and then the whole thing with Twitter, the whole disaster at Twitter. Do you think that Elon Musk is tanking Twitter on purpose? No. Now, no. what, and that, I that say no. Not. Why would you throw away $44 billion? Who has $44 billion to throw away? Yeah. Okay, that would imply that he's some sort of evil genius and still giving him credit for being a genius. And we know he ain't no genius. So no. Yeah. I think the only reason why people would even think that, that he would do that, is just because it's going so badly and he's he's been shooting himself in both feet. Like, they're just like, there's no way that he's that dumb. And I'm like, yeah, there is a way he's that dumb. You know, when you have like just one talent and people just look at that one talent as like you being like an all-encompassing genius, Elon Musk's only talent is knowing where to invest money. That's it. And then he forces out the people on the board and puts himself up at the top and people think that he invented shit. And I joke about this all the time. People think Elon Musk is wearing a lab coat, standing in front of a whiteboard full of equations, building electric cars and rockets and shit like that. Like, no, Elon Musk doesn't build shit. He puts his name on stuff. He's basically, he's basically a parasite. He's, he's, he's a tick on the dog's ear. And people who equate money with morality think that he's the man. And the problem with Elon Musk is that I, 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 I'm probably going to guess that Elon Musk was probably bullied when he was a kid, like other rich kids bullied him. Like he lived in that little bubble where his, you know, back in South Africa, his daddy had an emerald mine, but then he got into college and got into the real world. And people were like, Elon, you're a piece of shit. And then when people on Twitter were just like, yay, Elon, you're our hero. Please say, please buy Twitter and save free speech. Here's the thing. Let's just say that I was going to sabotage Twitter. Right. To your point, Blue, why would I pay $44 billion for a company that's barely worth $9 billion? You know, why would I pay a why would I set up my loans so that I have to pay a billion dollars a year just in interest against a company that makes like $700 million a year and then it still doesn't make a profit? Why would I do that? Elon Musk never really had to run a business because he had a board to do it. All he does is just tweet all day. And then losing money on Tesla and, and SpaceX stock, he's lost, like since this whole Twitter debacle has started, because his money is basically tied up in stocks, which is why they fluctuate all the time as to you know who's the richest man. Like one day it's Jeff Bezos, one day it's Elon Musk. And it's because their wealth depends on their stocks. They don't have money until they cash out those stocks. They only cash out the stocks when they need them because if they cashed everything out, they, they got to pay taxes on it. But they're allowed to use stocks as collateral. Like what? Then they wonder why we have an economic meltdown every 10 years. What kind of a fucking moron would take stocks as collateral for a loan? 
because they're stocks. You could wake up tomorrow and your stocks are worth nothing because somebody did something stupid. Somebody uh, said that um, the stock market is basically just a graph of rich people's feelings. So what kind of, I mean, if you had collateral like like a like a building, like a skyscraper or a plot of land or some something, something real, something that I could take from you if you fuck up, I'm gonna take stocks. Really? And when the stocks tank, what am I supposed to do with the stocks? That's fucking stupid. And I'm not even a banker. And I would never do that. You think you think Elon Musk could walk into my office? And then tell me, yeah, I need to borrow $44 billion. Here's some stocks. No. Get the fuck out of my office, you apartheid profiteering bastard. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. What I mean, what do I know? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I'm always a paycheck away from oblivion. What do I know? I don't have $44 billion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if Elon Musk wanted to destroy Twitter on purpose, he wouldn't have paid five times what it's worth to destroy it, just to destroy it. And he wouldn't have evaporated a hundred. He actually lost a hundred billion dollars of his wealth because of, of the stocks going down for Tesla and SpaceX, because he's spending because he's CEO of all three companies. And because he's spending all his time with Twitter and he's making 25, 30 tweets a day, not an exaggeration, um, the other companies are just like, oh, well, he's paying more attention to them. Let me, it's time for me to sell because this is not going to end up well, you know, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's going to get regulated by Congress now that... Uh, the, down at the Republicans are in charge. You know, sloppy segue here, totally based on my imagination, right? I'm totally making this person up. It's probably some sod buster, you know, some, some shit kicker who is like working, you know, 12 hour days, two jobs because his wife can't work because if his wife works and takes care of the young kids, then basically she's going to spend all her money on, on, uh, on daycare. So she may as well stay home with the kids, right? So he's working, all he's doing all this work, he's getting beat up in inflation, getting beat up in rent, getting beat up in, you know, the, the high cost of food. And of course, being simple-minded, you blame the president. It's Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden's president, everything that bad that's happening in my life is Joe Biden's fault. That's the way everybody thinks, you know? Whoever's the president is their fault. That's why these presidents always lose a lot during the uh during their first term right they usually lose the house and the senate in the first term so you figure you go out and you vote for you vote republican because republicans are just telling you now here's the thing republicans are telling you yes all this stuff is joe biden's fault but they're not giving you a plan on how they're going to solve it so they're not saying hey we're going to pass these bills and solve inflation because if that was the case then your thinking would be why didn't you just vote with the Democrats when they had a bill trying to solve inflation? Right? Mm -hmm. But they but they don't think that far ahead. But they go out and they get all their friends together and they vote Republican. And then Kevin McCarthy gets up in this press conference after they win, after they barely, 
win the house and you think, okay, well, he's going to help us out now. We voted for him and he's going to give us all ice cream. And then he's going to share his grandmother's fried chicken recipe. And he's going to smite our enemies for us. Go ahead, Kevin. Tell me what you're going to do. How are you going to make my life better? And then Kevin McCarthy gets up, you know, pasty face Jones himself. And then he just comes up and he just says, we are going to open up an investigation into Hunter Biden. We have Hunter Biden's laptop and we're going to open up an investigation and we're going to we're going to put him on trial. How do you think that guy feels? You think he think he feels you think he feels well, if Hunter Biden's in jail, then uh, I don't have to work 12 hours a day. You know, but the problem is these people are just so I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to nerd out for a second here. OK, when I played when I used to play World of Warcraft. There was a dungeon called Blackwing Lair, and they had a boss that they had to nerf because when he first came out, nobody could beat him. So they were like, okay, we made him too powerful. We got to nerf this guy. But he had a uh, he had a spell that he would cast called Burning Adrenaline, right? And what the spell does is once it casts on you, right, all the damage you do is increased by 100%. And then all your spells don't cost mana and they're all instant cast. So you're thinking, oh, what's bad about that? You just turned me into a Superman. Here's the catch. You lose 5% of your health every second until you die. And when you die, you explode. And then anybody caught around you takes 5,000 points of damage, which in those days was way more hit points than you actually had. Mm-hmm. And then you die. You get nothing. So, yeah, you're a Superman for a moment, but then you die. In a way, that's what they're doing to these people. They're burning them out. So you have these people, they're feeding them all this nonsense, right? They're making them go crazy. There was a story where a guy shot his neighbor because he thought his neighbor was a Democrat. So he actually went into his backyard and shot him dead in his own backyard because he thought he was a Democrat. You got guys who are dressing up in camouflage and holding guns and, and trying to intimidate people at polling places like when they were voting early to, because they said, well, we're going to be poll watchers. So if you went to go vote early and there was some crazy redneck in, in full camouflage gear holding an AR-15, are you going to want to walk up to him and cast a vote? No, you'd be probably be terrified, right? Well, they, I mean, black people have already done that i mean have already dealt with that yeah oh all the time all the time so you figure um i mean these people are going out and they're burning themselves out because they're making them feel like these supermen like okay well we're finally gonna have our day and now all your insides have turned to soup and now you have nothing to show for it they're going to they're going to they're going to try to impeach Joe Biden. Why? What did Joe Biden do? You can't impeach somebody for being a shitty president. You got to wait till 2024 and then you got to vote him out. He didn't commit any crimes. Is Joe Biden a good president? No, he's a fucking shitbird. But did he do anything to be impeached? No, you're just going to impeach him because they impeached Trump. So all they're going to do is run investigations after investigation after investigation and feed people this burning adrenaline and burn them out, and they're going to have nothing to show for it in the end. They're, they're going to die broken, broken people. But they can't just 
think for just a moment. I told you about my friend who had this dilemma because she voted for a Republican governor, right? Because a Republican governor had a program that was greatly helping her family that the, that the Democrat didn't have. Why would I fault her for that? You know, I'm not, I'm not so tribalistic to say that you can't vote for a Republican if that Republican is actually helping you. These Republicans are not, the rest of these guys are not helping you. They're not trying to solve your problems. They just want your vote so they can stay in power so they can keep getting rich. And then you're just going to die broken and penniless and alone. So I, I, these people baffle me all day long. I, I got to ask you guys, do you guys still have friends who are Trump supporters at this point in time? Nope, I don't think I ever did. I think the one person I worked with who I did consider, you know, she was my supervisor and I did consider her my friendly. Uh, after, yeah, I'll say no. And then I do have some clients, but they're definitely not my friends. So no. Yeah, no. I, I did a purge several years back. <laughs> um, I purged a lot of um, people I went to high school with, like only like, so the 20 year reunion was interesting. Like our 20 year high school reunion it um it was actually very segregated actually but yeah no it was definitely I, I purged a lot of people so no I don't not openly anyway yeah did you go to school in Raleigh yes I did oh man I know that was interesting as fuck yeah like our table <laughs> I mean the black people no black men came to the high school reunion like none that graduated any black men that were there were spouses of people um, except for one guy, one guy. And he was like on the planning committee or whatever. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty much the, there were like two tables of black people and everybody else was white. And we all sat with each other. <laughs> so yeah, no, very segregated. I, you know, I, I, here's the one thing where, I, where I'm kind of a, a slightly a hypocrite. I have friends who People who I consider to be family who voted for Trump twice, but I have the luxury of knowing them, right? And knowing that they are good people. I have people who I work with who, who are Trump supporters, and they're not like these rabid, you know, over the top Trump supporters. You know, I don't know how they voted in the second election, but I know they voted for Trump in the first. You know, I mean, granted, they were running against Hillary Clinton. I mean, I'd even vote for Clinton, so I can't even, you know, say anything about that. I didn't vote for Trump, but I didn't vote for Clinton. I didn't vote for anybody. Well, I left the top, I left the top part blank. And I've been eating shit about that for the last six years <laughs> from all my liberal friends. But um, you know, there are some people who just have the luxury of knowing these people and then just being like, well, you know, yeah, they voted for Trump, but they're not bad people. So I'm, you know, we could be friends. I'm just not gonna talk politics with you. But the people who I purged from my Facebook friends list are the ones who co-signed Trump's cruelty. Like anybody who was down with Trump being cruel to immigrants, being just cruel to poor people, just being just being a, a prick. I have one point of clarification, actually. Yeah. Um, for me, when I did a purge, uh, it wasn't because there were Trump supporters, actually. This was... Um, for me, it was like when another Black person was killed. I think the for me, the nail in the coffin 
was George Floyd's murder. Oh, yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much that, like, they were Trump supporters or anything like that. It was just like, well, you are acting like this is business as usual. Like, once I was reminded, like, you don't care about Black lives, like, you're acting like this, like, we're invisible. Like, you have Black friends that are suffering, that are mourning, and you don't care. So if you don't care, then I don't need to be friends with you. For, for, so for me, that's what, what it was. Um, so the trash kind of took itself out. That's how I see it. I had a lot. Interestingly enough, I did. I did get a friend request from um, someone that I unfriended. I I thought that was kind of weird, but (laughs) I just let it sit there now because I I didn't want to reject the friend request. I'm just like, no, because you clearly keep coming back, and I'm just like, nah. If I don't, if I don't know what side your bread is buttered on, I don't know what causes are important to you. Then you're not my friend on Facebook. So if you have to wonder, it's because you didn't speak up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, between Trump and between George Floyd, I know there are a lot of Facebook friends list that got a lot lighter, you know, because of it. So, but I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. How, how many times are you going to fall for the, for the banana in the tailpipe? You know, I had, to, I had to rewatch Beverly Hills Cop because I thought that Eddie Murphy pulled that banana tailpipe trick twice. He only did it once. You know, so when they say, you know, fall for the banana tailpipe, it, for me, it, it felt like they were doing it more than once that he got them like that. But no, he just did it one time in that movie, you know, but how many times are you going to fall for that, for that whole thing? And then just not realize, hey, these people don't really care about you. We try to go through that all the time. I mean, we figured out uh, a lot of us figured out in 2016, figured out that the Democratic uh, establishment doesn't care about us. So we've been trying to get rid of them ever since. Like we're trying to go in the direction of more progressive, like trying to get more progressives in there, people who actually care about us. The Republicans are going in the exact opposite direction. They're trying to hire crazy people like Carrie Lake, you know, or 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 scumbags like Dr. Oz, you know, instead of just hiring people who are going to say, well, maybe, you know, uh, maybe you maybe you just need health care instead. Or maybe you need universal childcare so you can go to work and not have to worry about paying an arm and a leg for childcare, you know? But no, no, no. It, it's basically, it's demonized, demonized trans folks, you know, demonized LGBTQ community, demonized poor people, you know, demonized students, and then just get people out there doing crazy stuff until, you know, that burning adrenaline kicks in and then they just burn themselves out. They have to realize that their their base is dying. You know, all these old folks aren't going to live forever, unfortunately. All these all these boomers are in their uh they're in their they're in their sundown years, you know. Something that we all have to contend with at one point or another. My dad is 81 years old, you know. And every time I get every time I get a text at like one o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm glad it's you guys, and I'm glad it's not like you know, my brother telling me, you know, dad's passed away, you know? So I know I, I get glib about that sometimes, but you know, when you have elderly parents, you know, it's something that hangs over your head all the time. But for, for the Republicans, it's like, hey, these young people aren't really hip to all this. And these old folks aren't gonna last forever. So what are we gonna do? You know, 
my generation is not that bright because like I said in the exit polls last week, a lot of them still voted Republican, you know, but the younger generation is shifting more and more toward, toward the left because they're looking at the economic situation and they're looking at who's going to help us more. And it's definitely not the Republicans, you know, and they can't reform the Republican party. So they, but they can reform the democratic party. So, I mean, maybe on their deathbeds, they'll figure out that owning the libs is not an actual strategy for life, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But before we close up, there was one thing. Um, Odie, you're not, you're not, aside from Ray Allen, you're not that much in the basketball, right? No, not at all. I, I only am a passive watcher. What about you, Balloon? Yeah, I like basketball. That's a really only sport I like. But shout out to Kyrie for donating sixty five thousand to um, the investigation of the young lady who passed. I, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting her name right now. But her funeral was yesterday, and she was yeah. from Charlotte. Um, she yeah. passed away in Mexico. The hands of her so called friends. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm still keeping up with that story a little bit. I wanted to find out more about. I mean, I'm, there's not that really not that much more to find out. I mean, there was a video and everything, so not that much more to to really figure out here. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But somebody had a video. They were talking about Lonzo Ball, right, and why he's getting injured all the time. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it was two reasons why. Number one, Lonzo. At a, since like since he was like four years old, trained to play basketball. So he started lifting weights when he was 12 years old. You know, he was, you know, he played, you know, he trained five days a week, you know, like running, a, you know, running, doing sprinting for miles and all this other stuff. Right. And they did a stay did a study recently when they find out all these youth basketball players like Lonzo, like uh, Zion Williamson and all that other stuff. Like when you train for just a single sport, right, at a young age, your chance of season-ending injuries goes up by 125%. And also another reason why Alonzo was getting hurt is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in all my life. And I was just like, yeah, that that just has LeVar Ball stink all over it. The shoes. The, the 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 BBB shoes, the the Zoe twos that he was wearing, they were terrible shoes. They actually did a uh, an analysis that Lonzo played worse when he was wearing the shoes. The Zoe twos were not ready to be out there like that. He he admitted on a podcast that he literally goes through every time he played, and because you know he had to promote his own shoe, right? He would get all these ankle injuries and stuff like that. And he actually, he would go through four pairs a game because the shoes would literally explode. So every quarter he had to change to a brand new pair of sneakers. I've never seen shit like that in my life. And they were like, well, why, why you keep wearing them? He's like, well, I'm promoting them. They got my name on them. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. You know? I mean, here's the thing. If you didn't know that training your kid like he's like he's getting ready to fight in the apocalypse, you know, 
since he was like, you know, four years old, that's one thing, right? You probably should have known, but still, right? But you're wearing subpar shoes. You're going through four pairs a game. And I feel like if anything, that's how you know it was like a money grab because what it should have been was like he's doing amazing because that's pretty much what happened with the Michael Jordan shoot. You know, like he was doing so amazing. It was like, like, I want to play like Mike, you know? Yeah. And it was a money grab. Some cheap shit from... You know, wherever I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna throw a country name out there, but it rhymes with Schmeiner, and uh, <laughs> mass produced some cheap shit and marked up the price. The yeah. end. Th- those shoes that kept blowing up four times a game cost four hundred ninety-five dollars. You know what? If you pay four hundred ninety-five dollars for the shoe, when you open the box, it, just, it should just be anthrax powder. You know what I mean? Like, like why? Like, we need we need to thin the herd if you're paying 500 bucks for for crappy sneakers. I mean, there are people who buy really expensive shoes, but they're like Italian leather and all that other BS. You're just paying. It's not like they even look great. They look like just regular sneakers. They're like they like New Balance, you know, and you're paying 500 bucks for sneakers that pretty much shortened your career. He's only been in the league for like six years. And he already has the needs of somebody who's been in the league for 20. So I, I just I just found it out today and I, I just had to mention that real quick. But before we wrap up, no spoilers. Have you guys seen uh Wakanda Forever? You know I have. I have. I, I, I well, without spoilers, I mean I I haven't seen it yet. I'm probably gonna see it after Thanksgiving once everything dies down. How how do you guys like it? Oh, well, I mean, I I definitely enjoyed it. I saw it last weekend. We we talked about it already. So that's why I figured, like, don't mean this question ain't even for me because, you know, I loved it. And the more, very handsome villain. I'm very um, disappointed in this particular um, chapter of um, MCU. I'll just say that. With the exception of Loki. I mean, Loki was a hands up, but I didn't like the um, Shang Star or whatever his name was. Yes. I didn't really care for the multi-universe with um, Dr. Um, Strange. I didn't care for WandaVision. I mean, I love WandaVision. I love Loki. It's funny how the two shows are more outstanding than the movies or other things that come after it. Um, Wakanda really had a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But I think once again, they messed up with the CGI scenes. Like, no spoilers, but I just don't like some of the scenes, some of the fight scenes just seem like too over the top and not reminiscent of somebody who just stepped into the role. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'd heard. I'm sorry, but I always chuckle when, like, no disrespect. Like, I always chuckle, though, when people say, like, something is over the top in a... In a in a comic book movie, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like, like you wanted to be over the top. <laughs> like, like that. Though. It's like, like it's that, like getting though. mad at a Hallmark movie because it's like you know, like the the yeah, girl over the top like, acting. Right, 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 right. I get it. I get it. That, yeah, that, that is kind of crazy. 
the well, movie was very beautiful. I believe the story was very beautiful. I love how they introduced Namor. Um, I love the fact that it kind of blended like what could have been historical history into it. I thought that was very beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I want you to watch it. We talk. I want to talk. I want to talk, talk to you off the internet about it when you see it. Okay. Now the reason why we reason why I bring it up again, right, is because as of now. It's made uh, in its first couple of weeks. It made five hundred forty-six million dollars in its first couple of weeks, right? And that includes that includes this Sunday's numbers, right? Um, it's not getting the love that it got in the last. Say that number one more time. Say that number one more time. Uh, five hundred forty-six million worldwide. And how much? Did, what was? How much did it take to make? Two hundred fifty. Or well, at least it beat that. That's that's the that's that's the dagger right there. But they wanted to make it three times as much. Yeah, I I mean, one of the things that uh, now I don't know if this is a, a critic thing or anything like that. You know, it got maybe because I I think the last Black Panther movie, I want to say it got like uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like a ninety five percent critic score. This one's like eighty four, which is still really good, right? It's still, you know, funky fresh. Like I said, I mean, put it like this: for Rotten Tomatoes, sixty percent is fresh. So to be eighty-four percent, you're, you know, and they usually get about three hundred reviews at least for the for the major movies. So to get eighty-four percent is really good. But one thing that, and, and I want your opinion on this, right? There well, was the critics. What do the people say? What does the consumers say? What's the score for them? Well, the uh, the the people score is still really high. So hold on here, hold on. Uh, the last I heard, I want to see what it is after this week because because last week the audience score was like ninety five percent, and let me see what it is now. It's still ninety five percent, and that's with uh, with over ten thousand verified ratings. So I would say it was a great movie. It was a good movie, but it's not the type of movie I would need to see twice. I felt that way about Doctor Strange. I actually like Doctor Strange, but not enough to see it again when it came on Disney Plus. You know, and and, and I'll say like I know you said you like uh, WandaVision and Loki. I like those too, but I I think my favorite out of the 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 TV series is Captain America and, and the Falcon. I mean, well, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Sorry, now he's Captain America, but you know, I I, I enjoyed that one the most. You know, but here's the thing: there was a hashtag going on. And I'm not mad at this, but I'm just kind of surprised at it, that it, that it went this far. There was a hashtag going on when they found out that they were not going to recast uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, that they were just going to kill him off. There were people, they, had, they started a hashtag, uh, recast T'Challa, because they wanted a, somebody new to play T'Challa as opposed to killing him off. I would have to say that it was a bold move to kill off T'Challa, but it was a, it was the move that I would have made if I was Kevin Feige. I think it was a bold move too, especially when you can integrate the stories of the X Men with the Wakanda. You know, Sam. You know, he used to be um, Storm's husband back in the day, and. Yeah. That'd be like way down the line where we might see this, but I know they're trying to create a universe that goes on for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who don't read the comics, yeah, uh, 
Storm in the comics is married to uh, to T'Challa. So, you know, there would have been a lot of stuff with that, but then they were just like, look, and I don't know why they decided to kill him off, but my reasoning to do it would have been one, I'll give you two words on that. Uh, Jared Leto, when Heath Ledger played the Joker, right? In, uh, in a, what was it? A dark, in the, the Dark Knight right? Uh, he played a different version of the Joker than anybody else had ever really played, right? But he was, but it was, it was amazing, right? The only Joker that probably comes close would probably, I mean, well, Mark Hamill's Joker, but that's a cartoon Joker. Like live action, I, I wouldn't even put Joaquin Phoenix's Joker on there because that's a different, that's a whole different type of Joker, that's more like if the Joker was an actual person and not a comic book character. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, my thing is this. Recasting T'Challa would have been a disaster. I cannot see. Because here's the thing. I mean, just from the people who you know in Hollywood, right? Who would you have cast as, as T'Challa? Who could have taken over Chadwick Boseman in that role? One of the most beloved figures in Hollywood passes away tragically, and you're going to recast him with some other scrub? Get the fuck out of here! I, I'm not, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Well, well here's well, he wouldn't that literally can't be a thing though. That can't be a thing. Yeah, I actually thought that they were going to because we never actually saw Killmonger die. I thought they were going to bring him back and let him be. Uh, Black Panther, like, like have, have him have like a redemption arc, but Shuri was uh Black Panther in the um, she was Black Panther in the comics for a while, so it's not a stretch to make her Black Panther at all, you know. But my thing is this recasting Chadwick Boseman in that iconic role would have been a disaster with a capital D. There is nobody who could have taken that role and made it even partly as good as Chadwick Boseman did it. Not even close. I can't think of anybody. And here's it. And and I, and I will I will say this. I don't know if uh, I don't know if um, Michael B. Jordan could have pulled off that uh, that African accent. You know. I don't know if he could have done it. Put it like this. Even Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa on Black Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live was hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so there is no, I mean, you you couldn't, it just could not be done. And that's probably, they they to me, it feels bold to kill him off. But I think that was a safe move. Because who are you going to get? People gonna be mad either way, so whatever. And now you got people say, "Oh, they're just trying to make money off of Chadwick Boseman's death." Yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> it's what they do. <laughs> Put it like this: If Disney could reanimate the dead, they would have just reanimated Chadwick Boseman and just put him in the costume. You know what I mean? It's Disney. It's what they do. But it was still done. Uh, Tasteful. There were some people. The trailer alone just made some people cry. You yeah. know, it, I mean, Ryan Coogler is a is a great director. 
Dude, I was I, I cried off the trailer, and I think that's what it is. I think the trailer gave me too much, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully uh, next week I'll maybe well not this week, but maybe the weekend after I'll probably go see it once it, once everything dies down because I still couldn't get good seats. I can't be sitting in the front row with, with my neck craned up for two and a half hours. That's not gonna happen. I I wouldn't be able to sleep for for a week with neck pain. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I I did that one time for um, uh, the last Jason Bourne movie, not the one with uh with Hawkeye in it, but the last one that uh Matt Damon was in, mm. which which wasn't even a good movie, but uh, we we sat in the very front row and it was just terrible, horrible experience. So I'm just like, you know what, I'm not doing that again. So when I when I tried to get tickets online. And only thing left was the first two rows. I'm like, pass. I'll wait. <laughs> you know. But I, I just the the fact that people spend time doing that, like having a whole hashtag and everything, and it's too much. Because here's the thing: if you don't want to watch the new Black Panther movie because there's no T'Challa in it, that is perfectly fine. How you spend your money is your own business. You know what I mean? I mean, there. I mean, put it like this. I always wanted to see American Gods. But when I found out that Orlando Bloom's character got pushed out by a new showrunner, I'm like, well, I'll just pass. You know? Yo, that's the same thing that happened to me. After he was off the show, I didn't have the same interest in it anymore. Yeah. Shout out to Odie for letting me use her thing. Appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it, it was just I, I do stuff like that all the time, but I but I'm not gonna make a hashtag for it. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring back hashtag bring back Mr. Nancy. I'll just be like, well, there's so many other shows out there that I could be watching. I'll just watch that because I, I almost got a Stars membership just to watch American Gods. But I was just like, now that I know Mr. Nancy's not on it anymore, I watched that video again the other day of him when he was on the uh, on the slave ship. Mm. inspired people to burn down the slave ship and then one dude was like like but we'll you know but we'll burn to death with the ship and he was like dude you're already dead you may as well just make it mean something <laughs> i love what the dude was getting mad he was like this guy gets it <laughs> you know but uh like i said i don't mind people not wanting to watch because there's no T'Challa, but I think the hashtag was just too far. You know, it didn't really hurt anything though. And I did kind of like the uh, the actor that plays Namor. I think he kind of, I mean, Namor is technically not Mexican, but like a matter of fact, his last name is actually uh, Mackenzie because, you know, he's half human. But, uh, when you look at Namor in the in the comics and Namor in the movie, I think he was cast pretty well. You know, he kind of looked like as like as soon as I saw him, I, I knew exactly who that was. Oh, that's Namor. Oh wow. Okay. Like I just knew immediately who it was. So uh they did a good job as far as that goes. So I'm hoping I could see it before before, before the spoilers start, you know. So yeah, I think but um, unfortunately for you. I think I think most people are running out of the statute of limitations on that. They, they said, "Look, if you ain't seen anybody, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Like, ain't no more disclaimers. They they gave you that first weekend. 
But I think now the expectation is if you ain't seen it by now, then no, no, no spoiler alert disclaimers. Yeah, I, I in, and when I watch YouTube videos, like I, I'm, I'm currently playing God of War Ragnarok, and now there are people who have beat the game already. So now they're starting to put like story spoilers and then they're starting to put the spoilers like in the title of the videos. I have to kind of look away like a vampire looking at a cross like <sighs> spoilers, you know, I'm like, you bastards. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you put spoilers in the title? You know, oh, you people suck. But anyway, uh, now. I I think Politrix is going to, well, we're, we're taking the week off for Politrix, but I think we're going to do a trial run afterwards until the end of the year and then to see uh, to see how it works out. But, well, you know, we, oh, and I guess I'll just ask you guys now, uh, next week, are we still taping or do you want to take the, 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 the day off for thanks for Thanksgiving week? I mean, I, play, I, don't, I should be out of my food coma by then. <laughs> gotcha gotcha you know I, I i will say as somebody who doesn't cook the hardest decision i was waiting for like some going over to a friend's house to eat and i was like you need me to bring anything he said yeah just bring some sodas and i was like what kind of sodas do you guys like and i hadn't heard the answer back and i was Everybody like everybody knows you bring ginger ale you bring a ginger ale you bring a dark soda well that's what i'm probably gonna do because I, I i bought the um they always have like the holiday ginger ale, like the cranberry ginger that, ale. That one is really good, though. That yeah. one is really fucking good. Yeah, they, they had that on sale, and I was like, I bought a couple bottles of that. And then when I go back to the supermarket, I'm gonna get a couple bottles of the because. And the only thing, the only thing I was really asking about because there are some people who have like a an extreme preference between Pepsi and Coke. Oh, well, then you have to bring both. Duh. Oh, that's what I'm probably gonna do. I'm probably gonna bring yeah. one Pepsi, one Coke. There you go. And then just uh, unless they get back. It depends. If you're drinking, though, if you're drinking and they'd like to drink dark with like, like, or drink like rum and Coke, Mm -hmm. then it has to be Coke. Like, Ah. like rum and Pepsi don't work, but rum and Coke do. So, you know, if they, if they like to drink with their dinner, then you got to bring a Coke. Now, for my friends, they're not really like hard liquor folks. They're more like wine folks. Ah, okay. And and, 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 they don't care. And if I knew if I knew anything about wine, I would have probably just bought a bottle of wine with me. But I I I don't drink, so I don't know shit about wine. <laughs> so oh my god, I'm not even gonna embarrass myself by just bringing some shitty vintage. I'll 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 just stick to what I know. I'll just stick to the soda. Fair enough. <laughs> oh man, Mister Blue, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Love. Enjoy the moments you're with them. Don't distract yourself by using your phones. In fact, you know, take your pictures maybe at the top of, you know, the family photos or whatever. But after that, put it away. You know what I'm saying? I, I No matter where I go, I finally, I see people all the time with their heads down, not enjoying the things that are around them. And I just feel like people should spend more time with the people instead of looking at the people through a virtual means. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I look at it like this. The only thing that's going to be distracting for me from Thanksgiving is the fact that I play fantasy football. So I'm probably going to be checking the scores on my fantasy team 
but that's probably about it though. Cause I mean, everybody else is going to be, you know, with their families, you know, enjoying, enjoying the day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give my, uh, usually my Thanksgiving is, you know, I spend all day calling my family members, you know, and, you know, chatting with them since I can't be there with them. And then, you know, I go in my, I go to my, my friend's house and have a, have a great dinner and have a great time. So, but uh, like I said, the only thing that, the only thing that, that gets me is like, oh God, cause there's, I think there's going to be like what, three games on Thanksgiving. And I'm just like, oh crap, I got to find out how, how my fantasy teams are doing. <laughs> Odie, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, Piggyback a little bit off of what you guys are talking about. Rest in peace to Shanquella. I'm so sorry for mispronouncing her name. Robinson out of Charlotte. Um, I wanted to make sure I got her name uh, to actually recognize. And then the young lady or the little girl, not even young lady, like. Oh, yeah. The little girl, the child <clears throat> who passed away yesterday. These are people who thought who probably, you know, made Thanksgiving plans with their family. And we're looking forward to celebrating the little girl. She died at the Raleigh Christmas Day Parade. Um, prayers up to all, anybody that's um, in their circle or their families, because especially for the children yesterday, like they saw that, you know, um, that's that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough for them to have to live with. And um, also for the young lady, Shaquella out of Charlotte, who like this is going to be her family's first holiday without her. So yeah, I definitely say cherish your loved ones, enjoy them. <clears throat> and on a brighter note, um, just to, in case you didn't know, ham is pork. So if you say you don't eat pork, you cannot enjoy ham on Thanksgiving. Shout out <laughs> to Glorilla. Glorilla, who has all educated us all. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it reminded me of something from The Simpsons where uh, Lisa told her family she was going to be a vegetarian. <laughs> and then Tomer was like, so you, you're not going to have any more bacon? Like, no, no more pork chops. Like, no, no more. Uh, I forgot what else he said. Something else, you know, uh, pork related. And then she was like, dad, that's all from the same animal. And the Homer was like, oh, yeah, a, a magical animal. <laughs> <laughs> like classic Homer Simpson. But oh, you know what's crazy too? Like recently, Haribo there was there was something, and they, they didn't talk about it on the on the morning show. But I wanted to know if you guys heard the story. There was a story about uh, this guy who found a check on the Haribo, like it was a check made out to Haribo for like millions of dollars, like forty million dollars or something. And uh, so he calls them to say like, "Hey, I found a check on the train or the bus or whatever. I just want to know what to do with it." They told him to destroy it. Um. And they did not give him a cash reward, but gave him like five packs of candy. So like the this is um Breakfast Club don Donkey of the Day was giving to Haribo for doing this shit. Like, damn, you could have gave him a finder's fee or something. Like you didn't have to like give him fucking candy. And the thing though, I, I remember thinking, like, I would have been pissed if I was that guy. Cause it sounded like a Muslim name, and you know that there's pork in those gelatin products. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Like yeah. you couldn't even enjoy it. He probably couldn't even enjoy it. It sounded, he sounded like he could have been Muslim. I don't know, you know, like, or a practicing, I don't know if he was a practicing Muslim man, but it definitely sounded like a man who might be Islamic, you know. Maybe it's why I, maybe it's why I don't run a business because, and you said the check was for how much, like $40 million? It was, it was several million dollars, yes. That's, yes. I mean, to me, that's at least worth 10 grand tax-free. 
Like when I say tax. No, they would have had the check stop and had another one reissued. Therefore, the check was worthless. Well, I mean, I mean for, for some scammers, some scammers yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but that check would have had the, would have had their check information on it, you know. So they would have had to. Uh, it would have had like the uh, the account number on it. Yeah, like so, it, so it, it goes the, for a microtransaction somewhere. Yeah, if if the wrong person found that check, yeah, they could have been open to some fraud. I don't know why people. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about cybercrime. Like how these people don't get caught all the time because you're, I mean, you know, you leave digital footprints all over the place, but they they find a way. But yeah, where there's a will, there's a way, baby. <laughs> exactly, especially this time of the year, you know. Right, scamming season is upon us because I already got a a, a message yesterday from an old classmate. I said, "So send me a recording." I said, "Send me a recording," so I know it's you. And basically in the recording, the person says, this is, this is blue, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is blue Prescott. And I was like, this is absolutely not him. (laughs) (laughs) I just laughed at the reaction. I'm just, and they, I'm sure they blocked me because I said, I can't message them anymore. (laughs) You know, you know, it's funny. I've been getting all these emails from uh, crypto stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, didn't didn't the crypto market just crash for like billions of dollars? And then you're sending me like, hey, now's a great time to invest in crypto. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Because uh, I also been getting a, I follow a lot of scammer websites too. So like the scammers now have this thing where they say, if you've been scammed, um, then this person can help you and recover your money, help you recover your money. Yeah, it's fucking sad. Like people, yeah, people believe in this shit, and it's gonna get worse. Like everybody, baby, baby, need a new pair of shoes for Christmas. Okay, I mean, you figure it's like the wild, wild west out there, and all that stuff is just pump and dump schemes because there's no. The whole point of it was to have no regulation, but now it's just full of scammers. So if you lose your money, I mean, there was some some NBA player who lost like. Ten thousand dollars in crypto or something like that. Ten twenty thousand dollars. So people were, were able to help him secure his wallet, his digital wallet, but he didn't get the money back because who's going to get the money back for you? Right. So then they have these digital sheriffs, I guess, or these digital bounty hunters that probably got to pay a fee to get your money back. They probably stole the money from you in the first place. There. You ever watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Absolutely. My favorite one I watched, I watched recently, like it was like a new one. I forgot. He went, he went to somebody's birthday party. They, it, like a, it came out in like the past two, three years, maybe. I, I have not watched that yet. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, I, I watched it. It was really cute. I have not had a chance to watch that yet. I love B. We Urban. And yeah. he, when they stole his bike, he gave, he, he had a poster, like he was giving like a $10,000 reward. His friend Dottie was like, people, you don't have that type of money. How are you going to pay the reward? And Pee-wee was just like, well, obviously whoever returns the bike is the one who stole it. So they don't deserve a reward. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all these crypto sheriffs, these crypto bounty hunters are probably the one who stole your money in the first place. And then they just give it back to you. And then they, they just get a fee from you. <laughs> I don't know. I always said that crypto was basically, I know Mercedes has said that she's made a few bucks off of crypto, but I always found crypto to be just 
Ponzi schemes for nerds. Like there is no way I would ever put my hard-earned money into crypto because I can't put my money into something that I don't understand. It took me, it took me 30 years to figure out in the, the, the trading places scene where they with the stock market. And I was just like, it took me 30 years to figure that scene out. 40 years. That movie came out in the 80s. So yeah. you think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in, in crypto? Nope. I may not be the best with money, but I'm not a total and complete moron. <laughs> so Mr. Blue, play us off, sir. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast, featuring hit shows such as 360 Degrees and Occasionally Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. That, again, is the Urban Breakdown Podcast. And you can subscribe anywhere which you push play to listen to your favorite podcast. That's the Urban Breakdown Podcast. Be well and be great. All right. Bye, guys.